Aloha and welcome to The Word of Hope with Ralph Moore, pastor of Hope Chapel Kaneohe. Hope Chapel exists to grow ordinary people into faithful, productive followers of Jesus Christ, equipping them through Bible teaching, fellowship, breaking of bread, and prayer. Today, Pastor Ralph will bring part two of his message entitled, Mighty Inner Strength. First Samuel, I want you to read verse 13 of chapter 16. It says, So David stood there among his brothers, and Samuel took the olive oil that he had brought, and he poured it on David's head. And the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him from that day on. And then Samuel returned to Ramah. The Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him as Samuel anointed him with oil. In the Bible, oil or olive oil is always seen as a symbol of the Holy Spirit. So it's a prophetic act. We're pouring oil over your head, hoping that God will pour his spirit over your head. We're, we're called on in the scripture in the New Testament to anoint people with oil when you when you pray for them when they're sick. And and then uh, we go on to the story and it, and it, and it kind of fast forwards a little bit and and the, the Spirit of the Lord has left King Saul, and he's depressed and anxious all the time. And he calls for somebody that can play music. And so they send David in to play music. And David plays the harp, and it calms him down. But David's just sort of an employee around the place. And, and David's back and forth in and out of his father's house. And, and then later on, the people of Israel are, are, are out arrayed on the hillside someplace against the Philistines, which we would call Palestinians today, fighting over the same land. And as, as they're out there, the, the soldiers of Israel are terrified because the Philistines have a man that we see identified in the Bible by one of the soldiers as a giant. Now, the word giant is relative. And it says that he is six cubits tall, six and a half cubits tall. And what's Saul doing? Quivering in his tent. And this kid David comes up and, and, he, and he hears this guy out there yelling and hollering. He goes, what's that? And Now you're talking about mighty inner strength here. Yeah. Anointed with the Spirit. Something changes inside of you. Your character changes. Your whole paradigm changes in terms of life. Courage begins to replace fear and, and something overtakes you that's, that's, that's solid and good and valuable and you're willing to to take risks, and, and, and that's what faith is all about, putting yourself in positions where if God didn't come through, you'd be in trouble, but he will come through. And, and so David goes, why are we allowing this to go on? Somebody overhears David and the statements that he's making. They take him to Saul, and he gets to Saul the king, and, 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 and it's like Saul must have hope in his heart. There's somebody that's finally got the courage to go out and do something about this, and it isn't me. And, th and then he sees him and he goes, you're a boy. And he's been in the army since he was a boy. You're nothing. Now watch what David says. David says, who is this pagan to rail against the God of Israel? And so David goes out and first thing is Saul finally agrees and says, okay, you can go and tries to loan him his armor and Saul's a big man and David's not and the armor doesn't fit. And David says, I can't do this. And so he goes out by the brook and he, and he picks up five smooth stones. That's because a smooth one will sail faster through the air than a jagged one. And he goes out and, and, and he comes to war and he's got his shepherd's staff 
And he's got this sling, which is not one of these deals. It's two thongs of leather, one that you got tied to your wrist, the other that you're holding in your hand. And, and it's got a little pocket, and you put a rock in the thing, and you start to get that thing zinging around really good. And just at the right moment, you let go. This giant of a man, Goliath, comes out, and he sees David and says, What am I, a dog, that you send children out to war with me? And he goes, This day, I'm going to feed your body to the birds of the air. And David says, No, no, no. The God of Israel, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac is going to deliver me into your hand. And today, I'm going to feed your body to the birds of the air. And the rock buried itself in the middle of his forehead. He fell to the ground. David runs up, pulls the man's sword out, cuts his head off with his own sword, drags the head back as a trophy, and leaves the body there to the birds of the air. This is a man that stands in the strength and the power and the might of the Lord. And he became the king of Israel. And he's important enough in the life of Israel that if you went there today, that the, that the major, the hotel to stay in in Israel is called the King David Hotel. And these people have an oral history and a written history that goes all the way back to his time. And he is the major figure in their life and so go try to argue with a Jewish person against this battle. Uh, and, and, and you're going to come up with somebody that goes, no, no, this is our history. But I'm here to tell you that it's a history of God wrapping himself around somebody to the point that there's something inside that would be akin to what the Apostle Paul calls mighty inner strength. And it's available to you and I as, as we allow the Lord to just inflict us with all that he'll inflict us with of his love and his grace and his power. Does that make sense? Go back to Ephesians chapter 3 and we're going to wrap this up. Paul's prayer, he says, when I think of the wisdom and the scope of God's plan, then I fall to my knees and I pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. And I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will give you, you sitting here tonight in this church, mighty inner strength. But it doesn't just happen. It comes through his Holy Spirit. In John chapter 7, verses 37 to 39, Jesus, speaking of the Holy Spirit, says that if you believe in him, the word believe is, a, is an action word. You commit yourself to him. You put yourself in his hands that out of your innermost being will flow rivers of living water. There's something that happens when you plug into the Lord that's, that's good, that's healthy, that's wholesome, that's got the power of God written on it. Something happens to your prayers. They're not, they're not abject pleadings anymore. They're relational. You know God and you know his spirit and, and, and you're plugged into the source of power. And he goes on and he says, I pray that Christ will be more and more at home in your hearts as you trust in him. And may your roots go down deep into the soil of God's marvelous love. I pray that Christ would be more at home in your hearts. How, how about, what does this mean, Christ be at home in my heart? You know, I mean, he's God after all. I invite him in. Uh, he had to be very well at home, but 
I, I don't know about you, but I, I feel weird when I go to somebody else's house. I, I, I mean, I can go to your house for dinner and have a great time. But if I have to go stay at your house, you know, like sleep overnight and everything, and, and you know, I, 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 traveling as much as I do, I've slept in some very unusual places. But, but basically, I have this rule. When somebody invites me to speak, the first thing I want them to know is I don't want to stay with anyone. I want to be by myself. I'll sleep in a barn. I just want to be there by myself. It just doesn't matter. Leave me by myself. I, I, I was in a, in a hotel once in Taiwan, and they didn't supply you any kind of towel to dry with in the hotel. And you take a shower, and you get pretty sweaty in Taiwan because it's very humid. And, and so I'm in this hotel, and all of a sudden I take a shower, and I realize there's no towels anywhere. And I have this little washcloth that I keep and I'll fold it up and put it over my eyes just to block out the light if I want to go to sleep. So that was my towel. But you know, if I come to your house and, 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 I, and, and I stay at your house and I don't know you well, I feel very uncomfortable. And, and you, you can say, oh, here's all this stuff in the refrigerator. We bought it all for you. And it's like, I won't touch any of it. You know, it, it just, I, I just, I'm just that way. I'm just weird about that. And but I, I always think about this when the scripture says that Jesus would be at home in, in our heart. And I, I think if, if I hung around you for three, four, five days in your house, then I'd get over that. I'd get to a place where I, I felt at home. And, and, and the scripture here, Paul's saying, my prayer is that Jesus will get to be at home in your heart. And the only way that he can get to be at home in my heart is if I spend time with him. And the only way that I can spend time with him is if prayer becomes something that's a meaningful thing. We talked last week about four or five different ways to pray. Remember I started out talking about journaling if you need to do it, but about sometimes just, just sitting there and talking to the Lord about what's going on in your life and then sitting quiet and listening. I got up this morning and I was, I was, I was reading my Bible and I, I felt that the Lord drew me to a passage that I hadn't written, read for a long time. And, and it's interesting because there's the passage right below it I read often. And it was like the Lord just really lit this baby up and said, this is for you. And it was a, it was a real strong passage about, uh, about God's strength and God being with you and God, about difficult things and what have you. And, and in, in, my, in my day, I ran into some stuff that would unnerve me. And it did. And then all of a sudden I go, wait, wait, wait. The Lord this morning pressed me into this scripture. I actually underlined it in my Bible because it was so strong to me. And I dated it. And that was early this morning. Now, in the middle of the day, I got something that seems threatening to me. My assumption is God showed me this in the morning. So I'd have it to hang on to in the afternoon. I'm letting Jesus be at home in my heart. We're friends. We're talking we're hanging out together. And as we get there, this mighty inner strength that he's talking about uh, becomes not only available to us, it becomes a working commodity. Does it feel right? Uh, uh, huh? I mean, this is what we need, huh? Well, let's go a little bit further and then we'll go on home here. He, he, he talks about us putting our roots down deep into the soil of God's love. And folks, that's what it's all about. It's not the soil of doing good. It's not the soil of, of being good. It's not the soil of religion. It's not the soil of Hope Chapel. It's the soil of God's love. You put your, your roots down deep into God's love and get used to how much he cares for you. You're going to want to do good stuff. You're going to want to 
wish you could join these young boys on their next outing, you know, that we were talking about their mission still. You're going to want to participate. All that's going to happen. But if you aim at that, you'll never get the real thing. You've got to aim at the love of God that's, that, that, that the Scripture says is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. And as we allow him access, good stuff is going to happen. Verse 18, he says, May you have the power to understand as all of God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love really is. And may you experience the love of Christ through it, though it is so great that you'll never fully understand it. And if you do, you'll be filled with the fullness of life and power that comes from God. There's something about the fullness of life and power it comes from God. He's praying first, and so it must be something only God can give us. Verse 18, that we would have, A, the power to understand. In other words, that's got to be God. It's an answer to prayer. God, give me the power to understand. And then he talks about how wide, how high, how deep, how long, how wide your love is. And then he goes on and says that you would be able to, in verse 19, experience the love of Christ. You know, when I grew up in, as a pastor, we, we were always taught, you want to be careful of those Christians that are into experiences. You want to be into the word. And, and so it's like, okay, so Christianity has to be this intellectual, uh, unemotional, cold exercise. That's not what God wants at all. You learn the word so you can have the experience. You learn what God will do so you can participate in what, what God can do. And so Paul's saying, I pray that you'll have the power to understand God's love. Second, he's saying, I pray that you'll experience God's love. How do you experience God's love? Well, usually we experience God's love by we get in some kind of a jam and we pray or somebody prays for us and, and we see a miracle and we go, wow. And so uh, it, it, acting out our faith becomes very important at this point. And how do you act it out? You, you, you pray. I was, I was reading a book today, and this pastor was talking about how he's always looking for opportunities to pray with people. He says that, that he'll, if he has to go in a store and he knows the, where the stuff is he wants to buy, he'll drive to the other end of the parking lot, so he has to walk all the way through the parking lot and all the way through the store, hoping he bumps into somebody that's in need so he has an opportunity to, to, to put God's love on display in their life so they can experience the power of God just by, you know, you pray and God answers. Do you understand this? You have to pray the prayers, but you don't have to answer them. See, I think a lot of us get kind of tied up in a knot like, oh my gosh, what if I pray and nothing happens? Well, if I pray and nothing happens, God looks bad. That's not my problem, that's his. I don't care. I did my part. Is that, is that wrong? Huh? Is that okay? I mean, what, what, if you, what if you run around and you prayed for five people in a row and, and, and the first four, nothing happened? But the last one, God healed the cancer. How would you feel? Oh, really terrible. I mean, this is really horrible. I'm not going to do this anymore. 
I mean, good night. I was embarrassed four times that one person got healed of cancer. I'm not, I'm not doing that thing. That's terrible. No, you'd be screaming for joy. It's really, I was just scared. You know, where I was, oh, I don't know about this. And, 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 and Paul's saying, I want you to experience the love of God. The only way you can experience the love of God is get out of the boat and get your feet wet. It's like learning to swim. It doesn't happen by sitting around thinking about it. It happens by doing the stuff and, 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 and engaging God at the level of his promise. And as we do that, then we're, we're going to know things that we haven't known before. Well, going on here, I'll just be here all night if I, you let me. He says in, in the last part of this, you will be filled with the fullness of life and power that comes from God. That's what God wants, is for you to be filled with the goodness and the life and the power that come from God. The, 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 the scriptures are, are just rife with this, you know. Here's a couple of scriptures you might want to look at. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, it tells us that we're supposed to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all the stuff that we need will be added to us. And I don't know about you, but we're back to where we started the kingdom of God, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The only way that I know about that you can experience that is to, is, is to pray and act your way into it. On the one hand, his kingdom comes when we walk in obedience. On the other hand, his kingdom comes when we invite your kingdom to come and take and supersede my mess. Let your kingdom come and, and, and rule over Seek the Lord in his kingdom. And then it says, if you read all of Matthew 6, it's talking about material stuff, financial needs. All the stuff that you need will be given to you. Jesus can, it, it talks to the disciples and he says, who do people say that I am? And, and some people say, oh, they think you're Elijah who came back from the you know, heavens or you're John the Baptist who King Herod killed and you rose from the dead. And and, and Jesus says, well, that's fine, but who do you say that I am? And they say, well, we know that you're the Messiah. You're the promised one. You're the, you're the leader sent from God. And, and Jesus says, flesh and blood didn't reveal that to you. The Spirit of the Lord told you that. That was revealed to you by my Father, which is in heaven. And then he goes, and upon the, the truth of this, I will build my church. The word church means uh, like an elect group of people, people called out to do something special. I'll build that, this thing called church, and the gates of hell won't prevail against it. And then he goes on and says, I give to you the keys to the kingdom. What are the keys to the kingdom? You know, I mean, this whole theological books, volumes written, arguing about the keys to the kingdom. Seems pretty simple to me. You believe this stuff, that's the foundation. Now the keys to the kingdom, in one place it says, a door will be opened in front of us that no man can shut. But here he says, whatever you, 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 you get, talks about keys, whatever you lock up on earth will be locked up in heaven. Whatever you unlock on earth will be unlocked in heaven. Again, I think he's come back down to our prayer life, you know, and, and, and us come to a place where we're filled with mighty inner strength. What is that? Courage to trust God. And then we come to a place where we act out that mighty inner strength. How do we do it? Well, obeying the things he says to us. But a whole bunch of it comes down to going, Lord, there's a mess going on here right now. Would you please come and do something about it? And 
But I found out something. I found out that if I would pray out loud in front of other people, I would see more results than when I pray those little quiet thought bomb prayers. And I, I think I know why. I think it's all I'm doing is I'm, pre, I'm pre, presenting God with an opportunity to put his love and his power and his, and his kindness on display in front of other people. I, I, I found this out by, Blair, you'll appreciate this, by working on British cars that always break down when I was young. And, and we would always be working on cars. And, you know, I was the nut that always had to drive English cars. And I've got one today. And, and uh, true to form, it's doing what they do. But we would always be doing something. And you always are in some spot where, you know, you've got your arm up in there, bent up like this, trying to get that thing on that that not on that bolt and it won't go and it's two other people have tried it and everybody's used the Lord's name in ways they ought not to already and and I discovered this I, I and I'm not kidding when I say this you're gonna some of you are gonna go oh yeah he's just making a joke or he's making an illustration no this is I this is a life principle to me I discovered that if I'd been in a situation like that and said give me another shot at it get under there intend intending to do this get my arm all bent back up in there trying to do the thing and go, Lord Jesus, please make this nut go on this bolt that I would then go zip, 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 zip. Give me the wrench. I want to finish it off. And it would happen over and over and over and over to me. I think it was God's way of doing something so that now if I'm at the mall and somebody tells me I've been to the doctor and here's the diagnosis I got, I will intentionally not make you know not like tv healing service or something but just quietly say you know what we're going to pray right now and i don't even give them a chance to say yes no or otherwise and i'll just pray a quiet little prayer and ask god to do whatever it is the thing that god needs to do and what i find is when i put it takes a little courage but when i put god into that spot it's like He's going, all right, I was waiting. And we see things. And, and so what's happening? We're, we're learning to experience God's love. And we're learning to get a grasp of God's love and what it's all about. And we're, and we're learning to live in the fullness of a life that's filled with the love, life, and power of God. Let's pray. Lord, we come to you tonight and uh, we're here because of you. Uh, we're here because of what you've done in our life. Uh, we're here because we would like more of it. And as we read the scriptures, uh, we understand that we could become students of the Bible to the point that it's just an intellectual exercise. And it, and, it, and it may make us feel good because we know a lot, but it isn't what we're supposed to be doing here. What we're supposed to be doing is learning how to interface with you and learning how to experience your love and your power and 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 bring it to a place of, of of that special kind of reality and warmth and goodness that only comes from having having interfaced with you and and seeing heaven inv invade earth and lord that's our prayer tonight come holy spirit come lord jesus let your kingdom come in my life let your kingdom come in our town God, we've been praying for this town. Give us jobs in this town. But God, bring hope to this town where there's despair in people's lives. Bring grace and love where there's violence. Lord, bring cleansing 
where there's drugs, where there's alcohol. Lord, get, put love in marriages that don't have it. Do this in our church. In this room, there's some marriages that are hurting. Put love in our hearts. God, give us the courage to reach out in prayer about anything. Lord, we've seen spectacular miracles. We've seen the healings. We've seen you do the things. We've seen the provision. We've seen the jobs. We heard about our friend Jerry Griffin. His brother got lost at sea, and they gave him up for dead, and they prayed, and, and he comes knocking on the door. Lord, we've seen these things happen, and we want to see more. Lord, help us to have the inner strength, the courage that Paul prayed that we would have, that we would stand up, and invite the Holy Spirit into everything that we do and invite your kingdom into this earth. Lord, do this in us in Jesus' name. You've been listening to The Word of Hope with Ralph Moore, pastor of Hope Chapel, Kaneohe. 